Hello, and welcome back to the Irish Tennis Updates podcast. My name's Adam, your host. This week, I've been chatting once again to Mark Finnegan, getting an update on the recent events in Irish tennis, in particular, looking at the results of all the Irish players in college tennis in the States as we move into the final few weeks of the season, and also looking back at the recent ITF Under-18 Junior uh, event held in Dublin, and also some results of some Irish players uh, who are playing around the world. I hope you enjoy this update, and here we go. Here's Mark Finney. All right, Mark. Um, welcome back. How are things with you? Yeah, doing well, Adam. How are you? Good. Yeah, looking yeah, forward all... to getting into the summer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now all good at the moment. Um, now tell me, I guess we'll, we'll jump right in. And before we get on to talking about um, kind of the US college tennis scene for, for all the Irish players over there, I know there has been some tennis action uh, here in Ireland recently, and, and in particular with the, the ITF um, junior under 18 event. And I know you were up there for a few days. It was just happening this week. So how uh, did it seem to, to you on the ground? Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing it's it's we talked about this. It's great to have international terms back. I mean, that's our first one since since summer two thousand and nineteen, uh, and much needed. And it's the first one of, of a run of five under eighteen ones, and uh, there's going to be a bunch of under sixteen, under fourteens, and under twelves one too as well. So so well done again, Tennis Ireland, really stepping up. Uh, Simon, the new tennis uh, uh, tennis competitions is doing a really good job there, and and uh, yeah, no, it's great and. Look, it was a reasonably um, tough J5. I wouldn't say it was the toughest, uh, but it certainly wasn't an easy one. We had um, a good influx of, of international players. Um, and what was nice for me to see a little bit was, okay, well, where do we stack up um, right now at the moment after that really long um, break from international competition? Where do their players stack up in terms of UTRs versus those players in the draws? Where do they stack up in terms of getting points and being competitive in qualities and main draws? So... And um, it was a good good for me to get an indication of where our juniors are currently sitting and, and, and what their, their level of competition is. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll go through kind of a couple of results from, from the Irish players um, this week in, in a moment. But and any kind of things that you picked up when you, you were there that um, you wouldn't kind of have, have seen if you're just following from home? Yeah, so I'd say the, probably the biggest one, and, and this is the message I'd probably preach to all juniors tennis players, is, look, you know, there was one uh, particular Irish girl who had a great run, who had a great first-round win um, against one of the higher-ranked UTR players and, and higher-ranked ITF junior-ranked players. Um, and, you know, she did a great job, and there was probably a full 1.25 UTR in the level of, 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 of the player from the Irish being the, uh, being the, the ladder of the UTRs. And so basically the Irish player was able to beat that girl in the first round. And that kind of showed what I thought um, was happening, that our UTR was definitely way off because of the fact that uh, we just have been mixing our UTRs with international competition. So, you know, to make sure all those juniors know out there is like, this is why it's good for us to to cheer for other Irish players and and to want other Irish players to have success. A, because that's the right thing to do. But B is also is that, you know, those results of, of Irish girls doing gir- and boys doing well against international players and doing well in competitions all comes back to basically validate our level and our UTR is getting higher for everybody. So, you know, I think that same message I keep preaching to everybody is if we all work together and we all try to, to make each other better in Irish tennis, then ultimately it will lead to everybody having more opportunities. Yeah. No, that, 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 that definitely makes sense. And, and just uh, uh, to mention a few of the results from, from, uh, from some of the players this week, and, and starting with the girls, where there was a bit more success than there was in, in the boys' draw kind of across the board. I guess what, one notable result was Juliette O'Hanlon, who, who in the first round beat the top seed uh, from, from Denmark. 
Um, so she reached the last uh, the last sixteen of the tournament. Uh, Chloe Collins had a great run all the way through um, from the qualifying draw and and reaching the last sixteen as well. So so she she also got a main draw win. There were also main draw wins for Rachel Deegan and for uh, Coco Lynn Brown. So all, all those players um, had had won their uh, their first round matches. And Rachel Deegan actually then reached the quarterfinals. So she won her second round match as well. So that, that was a great one for for Rachel. Um, and then a few other players did did win matches in the qualifying as well and, and come through to the main draw. So I guess for all those players, uh, definitely a good a good experience. And in terms of doubles, then for the girls, again, there, there were quite a few of, of the Irish girls did get uh, uh, doubles wins in in the doubles draw. And Eleni Carantelli was uh, was actually uh, was was part of 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 the top seed in, in the doubles draw, and she reached the semi-final so a, a good run for her as well so i guess across the board that's that's good for the the, the Irish and it girls. was great to, it was great to see though our, a lot of our younger players um you know picking up those points you know at the age of 15 16 we'll mm. hopefully get them into itf other junior events and um, but another you know i guess thing to notice there too as well as i think some people get a little bit obsessed sometimes about having wild cards and to main draws and stuff like that and you look at some of those younger girls that they came through the qualities they won their they won their way through with three matches and they came yeah. into that main draw with confidence and they were able to win their first round main draw matches because, you know, there were three matches uh, tougher for the good. So, you know, I think any junior tennis player out there, you know, worrying if they're getting wild cards into tournaments, you know, in my opinion, you're better off actually winning your way through because you've got more likelihood of, of feeling really confident going into that first round main draw, which in the end of the day is that's all that matters if you're able to get it, you know, win a round or two or three and go forward in the draw because that's what's going to get you points and, and get you more opportunities. So, yeah, no, that's a great point. You can, you can get some momentum early on in the in the tournament and, and carry it through. And and you did see that from a few of the girls. Um, this, yeah, this week, yeah. Especially. And then look, again, another good note for, I guess, for our junior Irish tennis players and our parents out there, it's, it's you know, is that there was one there was one free spot left in that draw for the girls. They didn't fill the qualities. They filled the man, the, the boys' uh, qualities. But, you know, there is three opportunities that you have to be able to to um to 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 sign in and get registered you know the itfs usually have to do it a couple of weeks in advance but you know you actually don't have to be on site you can actually call in your entry or do it online sometimes if the universe if the if the tournament has the uh, the software to do that so we've got a couple more coming up here so it's very important that you know as a parent or a child uh, as a junior that you know even if you don't think you're going to get into it just sign in um a couple of weeks in, in advance to the tournament and then on the day, you can always uh, call your entry in um, to, to see if you can make it into qualities. And then, you know what? You never know. You might end up getting in. And then who knows then what happens once you're in the tournament. If, if, if you're in the draw, there's a chance of you having success. If you're not in the draw, then there's zero chance of you having success, right? So Yeah, no, it's interesting that. And the fact there was a spot, so I guess for it's good for people to know to, to kind of keep out for the future events. That there, there is a chance maybe to, if they, if they keep, kind of, if they, if they keep, if they keep an eye on it to, to to maybe get in, which would be would be great for some extra players. Yeah, every opportunity you have to be to to play an international competition on your home soil is 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 is, is, is you know after what we've known for, for since 2019 is 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 rare, and you have to take that opportunity to to measure yourself versus people outside of Ireland. That's more important. Measuring yourself up against Irish tennis players versus international players are two very different things. Yeah, yeah, and, it's just, and that's why it's so great to see these international events uh, back here uh, now. And then just to mention on, on the, guy, the the boys' side as well, um, there was the the only main draw uh, win was was for Patrick Marsh, who who uh, reached the, the the round of sixteen. Um, we all we had a few other players with with wild cards in the main draw, and obviously players in, in action in the qualities as well. So good experience for lots of players, and, and well done to Patrick winning his 
his main draw match. And then in terms of the doubles, we did have a, a doubles win for Dylan Breen and Nathan Slattery, uh, who reached the, the quarterfinal of the doubles event. So well done to them. Uh, so again, it, as we said, a, a little bit more success on the girls' side, but, uh, but well done to those players as well who, who had good weeks uh, on, on the guys' side too. Yeah, and absolutely. And on the guys' side, you know, I watched a lot of that qualies. Um, okay, and you know, why do we have not a few more guys qualify? Um, I don't know. Let's let's you know, they, they we got to keep competing. We got to make sure they compete as much as they possibly can to put themselves in the best position when they come play these ITF junior events that they're feeling extremely confident walking onto that tennis court. Um, so yeah, so look, um, we've got three coming up here in the summer, and that's going to be in in the prime time of of when you should be at your most competitiveness as, as an Irish tennis player because you're playing the most tournaments. So, you know, fingers crossed that we're going to have a lot more of these guys coming through qualies um, and giving themselves an opportunity to, to, uh, to, to gain points in the main draw. Absolutely. And that's why it's great to have multiple of these competitions throughout the year and not just one or two like it's kind of been. So to have, have a few of the people going to go at it is, is, is really great. Um, and before we move on to, to look at the college scene and just to mention a couple of other players who have been playing the, these ITF junior events um, kind of around, around the world. So Arthur O'Sullivan has, has been playing a few recently and he actually got a win in a, a grade four event in, in Germany a few weeks ago. So that was, that was really, that was really good from Arthur. And also he won a, a doubles in, in the ITF juniors in uh, Germany and also in a final in Tunisia. So, so some, some good results for Arthur O'Sullivan recently and also very recently as well for Lucy Hogan, who uh, just last week was, was playing a, a junior event in Ghana and and she went all the way and won that event as well and, and got a, a huge uh, jump in, in in kind of those junior rankings as a result of that. So it's great to see a couple of players as well who, you know, it's great to have the events in Ireland, but also to have some players who are who are traveling around to compete is great to see and great to see, see the success for, for those players as well. Well, and what's, what's you know, the one common thing with those players are they're, they're out there competing all the time. And, um, you know, both those players have taken lots of, tough losses and as a result of just getting out there and going again they've ultimately put themselves in a position to win so well done to those because you know we saw it last year a little bit with freddie murray doing a great job of, of getting out there and traveling and uh, you know not necessarily going to a, to an academy and um, he just did it on his own and and uh, had some tremendous success and uh, yeah no brilliant brilliant and i guess would you do you want to move on now to have a look at the u.s college uh scene uh, of the, over the last few weeks yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll start with the guys, um, and we'll start usually in our in our order of, of you know we'll start with Thomas Brennan, uh, team record of ten and ten. They're coming up on the end of the year here, and uh, he's been playing at that top of the lineup. And uh, I think twice he's been named player of the of the week in his conference, which is you know a very good achievement. That means that you were voted in all the teams in your conference that you had the best results. Um, you know, he will be graduating this year. So congratulations to him. And um, I believe he's still wanting to stay out there for his extra year of eligibility, which he has with the with the COVID year. Um, so hopefully he's able to find himself a new team. Um, but those results definitely this year will help him. Uh, Oshie and Shafri doing great. Their team, I think we talked last time, was having, you know, a record breaking year. They're 13 and two. Uh, they actually were 13 and one until they had, had a tough four, three loss there the other day. Oshin's been playing uh, primarily that two singles and wood doubles position. Um, and they've had a lot of success. Uh, Sean Keane, a bit of a tough year for him. He's been battling um, some injuries and um, rolled his ankle there for a while. Team six and 13. He's been playing very similar position to what he did last year, number four. And um, they're about middle in their conference right now at the moment, uh, heading into the conference tournament that's coming up here very soon. Uh, Matthew Saunders from Tiffin, 
um, actually spoke to him the other day and, you know, he's actually been very unfortunate. He has a, has a, um, a wrist injury. So he's, he's been recovering from that all year. So he's actually going to be redshirting this year. And um, so that means he, what rings that he'll have is he will not use a year of eligibility and he'll be able to, to only um, have used the, the, the first year from last year. So that's three, three years still left remaining. Uh, Mark Griffin's been doing some good things. He's been playing that number one spot for the team. The team is actually ranked about 26 in the country at the moment. Um, Mark actually played uh, the Kieran McCarthy's team the other week with Kieran's team coming out on top, um, Holy Cross. Um, but ultimately, you know, Mark has been doing extremely well at that one spot and being very competitive. And uh, the team is currently 12 and 9, that record. Um, Keen McDonnell and, um, and, uh, and Dylan Lehman, uh, we talked about their team having a great year so far. They continue to have a great year. Uh, they're at the top end of their conference in terms of of, of uh, conference wins and uh, to losses. Uh, Keane has been primarily playing at that number two and three spot in the singles. Um, team is 12 and seven, um, and he obviously got that named player of the week earlier on in the year. Um, Dylan has been playing primarily at six. He has had a record of 12 and four in, in singles and an amazing seven, and I think he's seven and oh in three sets. So done very well under pressure. So well done Dylan playing three doubles. And um, back up then, the Moritz Stenzer. Moritz Stenzer team is seven and seven. I have not actually seen him in the lineup the last two matches, but he was winning a lot and doing extremely well for the 18th ranked Division II school uh, in Orlando. Uh, he's been playing at the number six position, but I think something must have happened there at that because he was winning and now he's out of the lineup. So I would say there's probably something niggly injury going on there. And um, Cole Butler's team, they're actually heading the conference championship. And we'll talk a little bit later about the conference championships and when they are, but they are one of the first teams to play the conference championship. Uh, you know, they're going into that as the three seed. They're actually a conference. They host the first rounds of the higher seed on their campus. So they're playing um, the sixth seed today um, in their match. And uh, the team record is 12 and 10 for them. Christian Duffy, some interesting news here. Stonehill College actually is getting ready to go to the NEC conference uh, which is a division one conference so you know christian uh, in next year will actually be part of a division one program their program is considered um uh, a division two before now so that's good for them to be able to move to division one and uh, the team record is six and seven and christian's been playing number two singles uh ferguson work is getting ready to, to to finish up at spring hill and graduate and um, has done fantastic he's moved all the way up to that number one position um at spring hill uh, which is great and he's doing well and, and winning uh, team is record is 14 and 13, which is one of their better years so far. So well done to the team at, uh, at Spring Hill and Fergus. Uh, Philip Lynch has had a real tough, looks like a tough year. Um, I haven't spoken to him directly, but the team is 6 and 14. And you know he's been primarily playing at that lower end of the lineup um, and has been having a bit of a tough time. But I know he had a lot of injury issues there uh, leading into the season and didn't play a bit of the first part of the season. Um, Neil O'Connor, um, good for him. He's been back in the lineup again at that number six position. Had a great win against UT Ireland in the other day. Team is 10 and 10. An incredibly close, tough conference. They also played their conference tournament this weekend. And they just lost actually to Troy in a really tough match there yesterday. And so actually their season is officially done now. Um, but that conference was extremely competitive. Someone who, who finished last in that conference or finished first could beat each other. So... Uh, Charlie Barry has uh, continued to excel. He's done really well. Ashley got as high up as number four in the lineup in singles this year and has played mostly at the sixth position. 
um, and they've won doubles position. So, you know, well done to Charlie. He went from not being in the lineup last year to being in the lineup this year. Team has had a bit of struggles. They've played a very strong um, schedule, a schedule that they always do at Tulane, and it, their record is 7 and 14. Jonathan Garcia um, at Merrimack uh, continues to be in that number two kind of singles position and two double spot. Uh, team is 6 and 10. So, you know, they're doing okay, having an okay year. Uh, the last three matches actually have been nail biters. Um, winning and losing some of them 4-3. So um, so hopefully he can finish strong off in, in their conference. Um, Kira McCarthy's team, uh, Holy Cross, we just talked about a little bit earlier. Probably they have the best momentum out of, out, of, out, of, out of most of the teams that we're talking about here. They've actually won seven in a row this spring against uh, NAIA opposition, and they've beaten a couple of teams that are top 25 in the NAIA rankings. And, you know, they will have... Uh, will end the season most likely a ranked NIA school. And I would say going forward in the future, they're going to be one of the top NIA schools with the recruiting class that they're bringing in. And one of those players is an Irish uh, recruit. That's Hugh O'Sullivan, who uh, it's great to see him. He's getting, he's off his crutches now. He had a very unfortunate injury um, right before he was supposed to go in spring. And so I hope you get better Hugh soon. And, but I know he's ready to go off in the fall. Uh, Connor Gannon has done excellent. He's been breaking in and into that lineup from time to time. Has had some really big wins at the number six position in singles and the SEC, which is extremely hard. The SEC is, is probably the number one conference for tennis, the most competitive conference in the country. And um, when you're playing six in the lineup for them, you're playing a, a, most likely a player every single week that would be able to come close to winning a future. So the level there is extremely high. Uh, Josh Rowe Flanley, um, for Binghamton, uh, Binghamton had a real tough year, haven't won a lot. Josh has probably played a little bit too high in the lineup. Uh, he's been up as high as number two in the singles lineup and mostly been playing two and three doubles. Um, I know he's back down to number four singles because he got some injuries back there. Uh, they've had a lot of tough four, three losses um, for Binghamton throughout the year. Um, yeah, and then look, you know, a lot of our guys that are over there in, 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 uh, in England and Scotland, Dorian Koss, Peter Corey, Caleb Ralston, uh, Harry Ellesmere um, these guys haven't heard a whole lot about what's going on over there I know the, the individual um, British University uh, Championships was just on last week and we'll talk a little bit more about that with, uh, with, with Kate Gardner how she did in, in a bit but um, yeah the only person I saw in the qualification for that individual championships was um, Keen McGuire who actually ended up in the final round of qualification gave a walkover um, um, in his match. So I'm not sure what happened there. Um, and then we've got the two high schooler guys right now at the moment. They're currently ones at Macaulay. Um, I've done a little bit of social media promotion and Joe so is Yosef, but their team is the number one high school and team in the country. Um, according to UTR, and their team is right now is seven and zero. And Yosef has been playing number six in the lineup for that school. Uh, Zach Murphy's um, Montverde High School, they actually don't compete in high school competitions. They actually compete in open tournaments and Zach has not actually played that much recently. So, but I know they're getting ready to, to enter into a couple of ITF junior events over there in the next couple of weeks. Okay, good stuff. Um, that's all good to hear. And and maybe Mark, before we move into looking at the girls, could you just kind of give us an idea of whereabouts we are in the season and what's coming up over the next kind of couple of weeks to the end of the season? Yeah, so as we mentioned there, it's it's you know, the conference tournament season is the end of, it's the penultimate end of the year to a lot of schools. So starting this weekend, 
they will all, all eight or 10 or 12, how many teams are ever in your conference, they get together for a, a, a big tournament and there's a knockout tournament. And so, for example, if you were the number one team in your conference throughout the regular season, then you might play the number eight ranked team in the quarterfinals. And then if you win that, then you go to the semis and then you go to the finals. And then the winner of that conference is then crowned um, the conference champion and they get an automatic bid into the NCA uh, uh team tournament which is the top 64 teams in the whole of colleges in america so this is the first weekend of three weekends because all conferences host them on different weekends and um so we're seeing some teams that are all going to be by the end of this weekend will be in that tournament and then all the way up to three weeks and um, from now then we'll have our last teams that, that qualify for it um, and then it's a look it's a great time of the year just there's, there's, they have these banquets kind of like the oscars right they, where they, they recognize their, their best sports in each university. So, you know, each university will crown their, their most improved athlete of the year, the, the, the player of the year for the university in all sports, you know, and they'll be like um, best attitude of the year. So they'll have these big massive banquets where you dress up in a nice suit and, and, and a dress for the girls. And, and it's, it's a real fun time of the year. And, you know, and it's kind of a reflection back on, on the whole season. And, and, you know, then there's also some tough times too as well, because you have to have individual meetings with your coaches after the season. And then, you know, scholarships are renewed and, and, uh, and, you know, some people are happy, some people are not so happy. And, you know, the transfer portal has become very active. I'll just tell you that that's a, that's a thing that you can go into if, if you want to look for another university. And so, yeah, so, so all in all, it, it's, it is a celebration time of the year. And, um, but it's also, you know, a lot of people are winning, a lot of people are losing. So obviously people are winning are probably feeling a little happier than the ones that are losing. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess it is kind of coming into, into the crunch time of the year and things kind of get more serious towards NCAA tournaments and kind of things coming to a close. So it's a, a key kind of time of the year for, for a lot of players. Yeah. And just to give you an idea too, Adam, if you're on a very successful team, so for example, like someone like Connor Gannon or Georgia Drummy, you know, they mightn't finish until um you know maybe like the third or fourth week in may like some of my teams in in the successful years we had we went right up until the end of may whereas someone like uh coastal carolina like neil o'connor's team who just you know lost yesterday then ultimately you know their season's done so you could be playing an extra an extra four or five weeks of tennis okay. if you're part of a team that goes to the nca or naia or the junior college national championships because ultimately the season does extend a lot longer if your team is continuing to win or as an individual you're one of the best players then you go to the individual championships later on in the year yeah no great stuff and, and i think just before mark we move into the into the girls side of it i just want to mention a couple of irish coaches who are kind of having uh success on the kind of pro tours at the moment so firstly dave o'hare who uh, is back working with uh, joe salisbury and rajiv ram who are as of a couple of weeks ago are now the number one and two ranked uh, doubles players on the ATP tour, which is a kind of fantastic achievement. And I know Dave's been back working with them um, kind of since the start of 2022. So that's that's great. Uh, great. You know, that's really good success for those guys. And I know you obviously have a bit of a involvement with with that story as well. Um, also, then uh, Gary Cahill's been is working with, as he has been with, uh, for a while with with uh, Vitalia Diachenko, a, um, a player from Russia, and she has been, uh, had some success recently, reaching a quarterfinal of a WTA um, main event. And finally, Pete Bothwell, who has been working for kind of since the end of last year with with a, a Hungarian player called Pana Udvardi, who kind of cracked the top hundred at the end of last year, and I think is playing uh, Billie Jean King Cup this week, but having a good run recently and. Kind of having the best spell of her career so far, so it's great to see those 
those kind of coaches who are are, are managing to get some some good really good kind of top level experience out on the tour at the moment as well well and it just, it's just it's it sometimes goes so underappreciated the coaching side of of of, of the tennis world and, and well done to all three of those coaches i mean they have they're basically uh, over overachieving in in their roles with their players and uh you know, I, th- I, I think Gary's been with that, uh, with the girl for a very long time yeah. and has brought her, you know, through a lot of ups and downs. So well done, Gary. And, and then Dave, you know, what a great story for Dave O'Hare to be involved with that team. You know, if Dave maybe hadn't been injured, he maybe would have been that number one doubles player in the world too as well, right? Or number two. So um, it's great to see him being a part of that process and, and a very valued part of that process of, 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 of that team becoming the number one doubles team in the country. And then I was just chatting to Pete Botwell there at the weekend at the ITF and all of the, the knowledge and all of the experiences that he picked up along the way with those couple of months uh, on the WTA tour at the highest level. You know, that that is unbelievably advantageous to our juniors and our and our Irish tennis community. And and the same way for Dave and Dave is, and, and Gary, they're the guys, they want to help. They want Irish tennis truly to get better. So, you know, we're very lucky to have these coaches overachieving and being out there on the tour, because again, like I said, everybody, if you, you have to get outside the box of Irish tennis to understand what tennis is really about. And, you know, staying in Ireland is not going to really get you to understand where, you know, what, what, what the level of tennis is required to be successful. Absolutely. So no, 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 no. it is great to see those guys getting that kind of international experience that they can probably bring back to Ireland at, at some point and kind of put that experience to, to really good use. So no, uh, well done to those guys and uh, keep it up. It's great to see. And um, maybe, Mark, if you want to move on to, to looking at uh, going back to the US college scene and, and how uh, all the girls have been getting on for the last uh, few weeks. Absolutely. Yep. And so let's get through this as quick as we can. 11 and 6 <clears throat> for the Twins. Um, a 4 and 3 conference record. Had just a tough loss there at the weekend to one of the better teams in their conference, 4-3. Girls have continued to excel and do really well. They've actually split up for the first time. They're no longer doubles partners. They were actually struggling a little bit, and the coach did a great move, split them up, and they're playing one and two doubles now um, separately, and they're winning again. So well done to the coach there. Great decision. Um, And the girls have been playing. Lola's been playing three, and Saul's been playing four in the lineup, and Lola and Saul have both had had a lot of success. Team is 11-6. and Zara Ryan, team, having a bit of a tough year here, six and nine. Um, for Utah State, um, you know, Zara has been in the middle of that lineup and they've still got four matches to go before the conference tournament. Conference tournament for them is quite late. I think they might be the, the final weekend of conference action or maybe next weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, they haven't had a phenomenal year, but hopefully they can finish strong. Um, Shauna Heffernan has been great to see her progress being made. Um, she actually wasn't in the lineup. I know she was um, working on some technical things um, in terms of her singles, but that seems to have been gotten much better now. And she's back in the lineup winning at that number six spot in the singles for them. And then she's has continuously done extremely well. The lineup, she's actually playing two doubles this year. Um, I do not know the record off, off the top of my head, but I know she, she very rarely loses. They actually played Sarah O'Connor's New Mexico the other day. And that score was a 4-1 score to, to, to Boise State and Shauna Heffernan. Um, but Sarah Connor's actually been doing very good. She's been playing higher in the lineup. Um, she's been playing um, two in the lineup there for singles for New Mexico. And that team's record is 10-8 and eight and, uh, and playing two and three doubles too as well. So, so well done, Sarah. Um, you know, Sophia Dervin, we talked about this. Haven't seen her in the lineup. She played one match at the very start of the year, but have not seen her. So I'm presuming that something's gone on there. And with the injuries or something that's happened, um, but the team is eight and twelve. They're coming off, 
you know, uh, uh, a good win over uh, over over Arizona, I think it is. But um, overall, a tough year for them. And um, Brida Brennan uh, doing great. Uh, she is playing five and six in the singles lineup, two and three in the doubles uh, lineup. The team is eight and nine, and they're going into conference here very soon. And um, so I think it's a very good performance for her for her first year. Uh, Shauna Casey's team, three and 16. They've continued to have a bit of a tough time as a team. They have a new coach, um, and Shauna's been playing three in the doubles uh, lineup. Uh, and then we've got Cara Courtney, which it seems like she's been able to play a full year, um, uh, somewhat healthy anyway, compared to last year. Team is 10 and seven. Um, she's been a solid uh, um, person for them in the lineup. It's four and five uh, positions and three doubles. And they had a really tough loss there to, to BYU, which would be a very, very competitive team there um, at the weekend, last weekend. Uh, Georgia Drummies uh, team continued to be one of the top ranked teams in the country at Duke. Uh, team record is 15 and three. And she's nine and six at the singles position. She plays number one in the doubles too as well. And, uh, you know, they actually play um, their rival, North Carolina, in their final match of the year uh, coming up at home. And that'll be her senior day. And so I'm not sure if she'll be staying on um, for, 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 for any more time after that. We don't know. But, um, you know, what a great experience to go out on your senior year playing your rival at home too as well. So, so best of luck to her um, this weekend. Uh, Jessica Lehman has had a really good year. She's been playing the, primarily that two top spots. Um, I know Jessica is trying to, to look for to use her extra year of eligibility, uh, just like Thomas Brennan is. The team is record is 6-14. and 14. Um, and uh, they are now done with the regular season, going into conference championship. Um, Amy, uh, Anna Botel has done extremely well again, um, very competitive, seems to have taken up the same position in the lineup again. Team is 13 and six. She's been very dominant um, at the number four and five position all year, going 12 and three in singles um, against a very tough schedule. So well done, Anna. Um, and Ali O'D, uh, Elon University, um, is team is 13 and seven. And Ali's been primarily at that three through six in the lineup, has moved a lot around that positions, uh, two and three doubles. And so well done, Ali. Elon are always competitive and always have a chance of winning their conference. Um, Emily O'Donovan has done ex excellent this year. She's gone six and two at the number six singles position. The team is six and 10 um, on the year um, at Seton Hall um, up there in New York. Um, so well done to you. And then we've got the two uh, upstate girls, Ellie Murphy and Alwyn Ryan Bovey. Team is five and 13. And, you know, majority of the time, Ellie's been in around that two, three or four singles position and um, having ups and downs and playing that one double spot. And that team has actually really struggled with injuries and also as well as just with recruitment of players. So they've played a lot of matches with actually five players. So they've had to actually concede the one um, of the ties in doubles and in singles starting every single match. And they actually had a couple of good wins lately and um, before playing some more competitive teams where they weren't able to win. It's, it's, you know, it, college tennis is hard to win, but if you're only playing with five players instead of six, it can be even more difficult. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ollie's actually played a lot of her matches where Owen Ryan Bowie's been, uh, she's been winning a lot of her matches and then ultimately the match has gone to four, so they stopped competing in the match. Um, so, yeah, so she hasn't finished. So she's actually three and three at singles at the four and five position. But she's been playing two and three doubles too as well. Um, then we got Kira O'Toole. Uh, Kira's been doing very well at Sacred Heart. She's playing number two in the lineup and competing very well. Number one doubles uh, too as well. And the team is record is 11 and 12. And they're having their conference championship this weekend. And, um, and then we've got 
uh, Laura Fitzgerald, who has primarily been playing the number three doubles position. Uh, she's been winning a lot of that three doubles position at seven and two. The team is 13 and six, so they're having a pretty good year. Uh, and then we have Olivia Moriarty from Brown, whose team is six and 12 in the Ivy. Ivy's always extremely competitive when it comes to tennis um, and, and results. And uh, she's been playing primarily at the four and through six position in the lineup. Um, and then we were just chatting there um, a while back about um, the British system. So Kate Gardner has done fantastic the first year. They have actually, their team has gained promotion into what I guess would be considered the championship of, of, of the universities. For and said, they're not in the premiership, but they're going to be in the championship next year. Uh, and she's won all her matches and, and, and done extremely well for the team. And um, she actually qualified and uh, won her first round. So she made the Sweet 16 of the individual um, books championships, which uh, in the second round, just to give you everybody an idea of the level here, second round, she ended up playing the girl who won it. Um, who was a current top 100, uh, sorry, not current, uh, was a top 100 WTA player and a former junior Wimbledon champion. She's like 27 years old. And uh, Kate had a very good competitive match against her. Um, but yeah, he ultimately, I think she may have beaten a girl who played one for Stanford uh, in the final of it. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that really don't know too much about how competitive the British university system is right now at the moment. The, it's incredibly competitive and they're mm. doing a great job over there of, 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 of gaining some traction and some momentum. So um, then we have um, going back into American universities um, in Division Two and NAIA, we've got Megan Butler uh, at Arkansas Tech. Uh, she's played a little bit at that sixth position and the team is six and five. Uh, we've got Tara Stewart uh, at NAIA at Tabor College. Uh, team is eight and five. She's got a nice little win streak going on um, at the number four singles position and doing excellent for that team. And Emer Marr has done great for Barton College. Team is nine and ten, but Emer again continues to play top of the lineup for them. And she's done a good job of winning a lot of matches. Uh, and we had Emily Connolly for Indiana Wesleyan, which uh, Adam, when you hear this, they, they get the reward for the most amount of matches played this year. They are currently thirty-five and four record. That means they played thirty-five team matches. That's incredible, right? And That's a lot. So, yeah, yeah. So that's one thing they don't people don't realize about the NIA is they don't have as much rules when it comes to how many matches they can schedule. So um, this particular school does a great job of, of carrying a larger roster and playing a lot of tennis matches. And so she's played a little bit of that three doubles position and three and uh, six singles. Um, and again, they'll be competing all the way to the end of the national championship there, like they did last year when he made the semis. And um, we got Roisin Murphy playing at Mercyhurst, lovely private Division Two university. Um, and the team is currently 7-10 record, and she's been playing primarily the two and three singles position and three doubles. So very good job from her freshman year. Um, and uh, she's, been, she's been winning quite a lot there too as well and has, I think, a win over Division One school too as well. Uh, and then we've got Georgia Lily Lynn Brown at St. Peter's College in Tampa, Florida. And, you know, they're going into nationals with a record of seven and four record. Gigi played a little bit at the two position, but has mostly played at the four position in the lineup. They're, you know, always one of the top three or four division uh, division and uh, uh, junior college teams in the country. And, and so she'll be going into the, to the national championship there. It's a very different national championship for junior college. What they do is they have all of the number one players from all the, the junior colleges that qualify and play against each other in an open tournament. And then right. the two players who play number two and number three and number four, and number five, they all play in separate draws. And then based off how you do in the draw, you get points that add up to ultimately see 
which team had the had the individual players perform the best in their individual draws. So okay. you know, Georgia will have a chance there to be able to play in her individual draw, and she'll be one with a shot of, of, of winning the national championship in her individual draw. So that's really cool. So another great facet about junior college. Um, and then we got Dara Glavin, who's been doing a great job um, at, uh, at Miami. They're going into conference tournament next weekend. They're in the middle of the pack in there in the ACC, which is incredible, uh, incredibly competitive conference, the same as the SEC, like we talked about with Connor Gannon. So well done, Darren. Uh, great job in your first year coaching there too as well. That's great. And obviously great to hear, as, as always, kind of how those players are getting on. And as, as you said, kind of getting into the, depending on teams, but getting into the last kind of few matches, the last few weeks of the season potentially. So just kind of wish everyone, the guys and the girls, the very best of luck for uh, kind of the, 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 the remainder and the ending of their season. Um, so any other kind of uh, final points on, on the college tennis at the touch on, Mark? No, just, you know, look, I know for you college tennis players out there, and especially the ones that I'm helping, it's like, I know it's been a long year, it's been a tough year, but, uh, you know, try to always look at the positives and, and uh, see the things that you, you, you learned and you got better at and, and, and come back to Ireland and compete as much as you possibly can. And, you know, we want this country to, to be full of everybody competing and, and tennis players competing at the highest level they can. And, yeah, so obviously just time for a break. But, you know, the only way you can progress to yourself is, uh, from, for, for, for your next year of college tennis is, is ultimately to, to play and compete during the summers or else you just kind of go back. Uh, you'll go back a step before you come uh, back into the, into, into, the, into the college system the following year, you know. Yeah. So just let's compete as much as you can. I know we said that a, a ton in our, in our podcast before. Um, and, you know, look, let's hopefully make those tournaments as, as player friendly as we can to allow those players to be able to, if they have to work, that they can still play in tournaments too as well. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and as always, Mark, and it's a big thanks for, for your time kind of putting all, of, all that together and getting a look through all the, the college results and also nice, obviously, to look back at the, the international tennis here in Ireland. Um, so I, I look forward to catching up again, maybe towards the end of the season or maybe maybe looking back kind of how, the, how things have gone at, uh, for the, the kind of few weeks to come. So I look forward to that. Um, thanks very much for today. Any, any, other, any other final points for, uh, for no, now? No, thanks. Adam, again, you know, you're the one who puts it as far as as well. And, uh, you know, Irish tennis is grateful for it. So. Um, oh, great, Mark. Thanks very much. Big thanks once again to Mark for his time with this episode, as always. Uh, the very best of luck to everyone playing in the college tennis season in, in the final few weeks coming up, and to anyone playing any other tennis as we come into the summer months. Hope you're enjoying us, getting ready for a big summer of tennis. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode, and until next time, goodbye.